0: Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host Tom Gerard. Uh, this week I've got a bit of a different episode for you. Um, I'm sitting down with my wife Claire Bradshaw, and we're having a, uh, a wrap-up conversation of our um, our recent trip to Asia. Uh, Last year, we went to Bali for two months and we had a wrap-up podcast on that. And that was more about like traveling um, with your art. And, uh, you know, this time we went to, uh, went to uh, Japan, Taiwan, and also Thailand. And at first, I didn't really feel I had a lot to, uh, to report. And then uh, over the last month, I've sort of been processing what, you know, what's, what I've got from that trip. And it's, um, it's been really, you know, you know, really life-changing for me. So I just wanted to have a conversation with Claire and, and share that information with you. Hi, Claire. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi. Great to be here. Again. Again.
0: Yeah. It's been one year since you were last on here. So it's, um, yeah, it's nice to sit down and have a chat with you. Mm. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about is, um, is creating from like a chilled out mindset. And, you know, it just so happens to be that you're probably the perfect person to speak to about this because... You know, you're a wellness coach, and you work with um, stressed out people for a living, uh, trying to just teach them how to relax a bit into their life a bit more, and you know, make some changes in their life. So, um, so can you tell me a bit more about uh, about what you do?
1: Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, I work with um, mainly women um, who are stressed out strung out and totally exhausted. And I helped them to find more calm and slow down in their lives to find their energy and, um, and also their kind of vibrance in life. So yeah, it's funny because Tom and I, we spend quite a lot of time talking about this type of thing, you know, when we're sitting um, down for dinner, I'm always talking about, you know, new revelations I've had and different types of things like that. And, um, and when we went on this trip, it was like, the most perfect example of everything that I work on in terms of seeing Tom, who's, you know, been working really, really hard, being, you know, um, really busy, which is great, but a bit stressed out too. And then, you know, going on this holiday where we actually went to a place that was very quiet and and the journey that he's been on within himself and to really relax his nervous system and to chill everything out. Mm.
0: Yeah, because, um, you know, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, like I've had a really hectic year, you know, with um, four solo shows and, you know, lots of murals and art festivals and, and other projects. And, and and as an artist, it's like, it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. so many opportunities coming my way and I, I, I truly feel feel blessed to have all these opportunities come my way. But, you know, it, it comes at a cost as well, where I've been you know, just trying to turn around so much art in short amounts of time. And, you know, like I'll have, um, you know, i be working on a really big project and go, all right, I've got three months to get this done. And then suddenly wedged in between those three months is maybe a solo show and something else happening. It's like, oh my God, it's just really building up. And, um, you know, it's it's, it's it's been really fun to do all the work, but it's just been stressful and it's really taken its toll on me. And even though like I... Uh, I exercise a lot and I try to live a, a really healthy life. I felt quite unhealthy and I guess it's from the, um, you know, the pressure that's put on me and from the inside.
1: So, yeah, you were, I remember you were really pretty stressed out before we left. Um, we just so many things to do, you know, you were just trying to just churn everything out and get everything done. And then, um, and then, so then we headed off to Tokyo for your exhibition, which was amazing and really exciting. And um, and then, you know, how, how were you feeling? We ended up being in these cities for, um, we went to Tokyo and Osaka and Kyoto and Taipei and Bangkok. So we were in these hot, humid cities that were quite frenetic energy, go, 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 busy crowds. Like, how did you feel going from, all of this kind of busyness to then being surrounded by busyness all around you?
0: Mm. Well, at first, it wasn't too bad for me because, you know, I've been so busy with um, with getting ready for the exhibition in Tokyo that then, like, uh, I know, it wasn't just like someone had turned the lights off on my busyness. It was, I was in a busy city, so I could just sort of go with the flow and take on that energy and mm. still sort of be busy. And there was a lot I wanted to do in Tokyo anyway, so... I was no short, there was no shortage of things to do. Um, but, you know, af- after a while, I just, I, I was hoping to sort of re- return to Melbourne, really chilled out and relaxed, but I could see that it wasn't going to happen in these cities. Mm. And um, yeah, I know, I really, I, like, I, I really like being in, um, in places where I could paint a lot as well. So, but even then it's like, if I have a spare moment and you're off going, if you say, oh, I want to go and do this, this thing, I'll go, I'll go off painting, you know? And, um, so I never really, uh, I never stop. and Mm. I've realized I've been like this my whole life. And the idea of like chilling out and doing nothing doesn't really appeal to me that
1: much. Yeah. You know? And it's, you know, in some ways it served you well because it's meant that you've been really productive and you've achieved a lot, you know, in your lifetime. And that is great but then also what toll has it taken on your overall health mm. and the way that you've been operating um, yeah so i think that's really interesting
0: yeah and like like luckily at the end of the trip it was your birthday and i said look where, where do you want to go to celebrate your birthday and um and you wanted to go to Koh Phan Yang in thailand and there was a uh, a certain area you wanted to go to because there was like a yoga retreat there and all these type of things and i thought oh that's fine we'll we'll go there. You can go off and do yoga. I'll, um, I was hire myself a, a scooter and go off and paint every day and, and things like that. It's, it's how we've traveled in the past. It's like, you know, we hang out together and we mm. do a lot of things, but if you want to do something, you go off and do it. And I, and my default is always like go buy paint and go f- find somewhere to paint. And, um, you know, as a result, I've got to paint in a lot of uh, interesting locations around the world that, um, but yeah, there was a bit of a shock to the system on this trip because, um, you know, the place that you chose, I looked at it on the map and it, it looked looked quite, you know, like there was options for me to do what I planned on doing. But then when we got there, I realized that there were no roads and we were pretty much isolated. There was, you know, bamboo huts for people to stay in and there was a bar and a restaurant and a beach. And that was pretty much it. And to go anywhere, there were no roads to get anywhere, but you had to get on a boat. And go around the heads and go to towns and everything and it's like oh, okay um this is going to be uh you know pretty boring <laughs> and I was and I thought gee we're booked in here for two weeks yeah and, and I felt like I had my sketchbooks and all that with me and it's like sketchbooks aren't enough to keep me happy for for mm. two weeks mm. like I like to like to draw and you know I'll happily draw every day but like for two weeks um, and, Tom,
1: and just to step in here so Tom was really resistant to being in this place I mean it was like a, a tropical paradise really it was like what the pictures show and we had two weeks there and so you know there's a part of my mind that might think oh perfect you know two weeks of just chilling out but actually for Tom when he realised that he couldn't there were no roads he couldn't go anywhere he was he was literally between a dense rainforest or jungle and a beach and a restaurant he was kind of going a little bit crazy <laughs> at the thought of it weren't you
0: yeah i just remember being really pissed off um and going i can't believe you bought me here." because <laughs> <laughs> mm. um yeah and just feeling it i don't know it was just I, I don't like to um sit on the beach that much i could do it for a couple of hours but mm-hmm. you know I, I, not for two weeks and um and you know those um Beach huts, you see those post those pictures of Vanuatu and that, where it's just like they're out on the water and that. Like, I don't, that doesn't appeal to me. It's like you know, you jump in the water and you get back in your room, and what else do you do? You know, <laughs> like I don't know, there's other things to do there, but you know, yeah. So anyway, it took me a uh, a, a bit of time to adjust, and you know, the first first couple of days, I so sort of, I you know I met met some people and started making friends, and I don't know I. Went to the local beaches. You can walk over the um, over these hills and get to beaches and stuff like that. And I did all that, and I felt that I'd sort of exhausted all the uh, options of the area within <laughs> the first two days. And then I spoke to one of the local guys, and I said, "All right, so um, I need to go to the bank, and I, need, I want I'll, I want to go get my hair cut, and I don't know, go off and see some other parts of the island." And there was a big town, um, Hadrian. Uh, it's not too far by boat and I thought oh maybe I can walk there and I looked at all the other um I looked at all the other uh beaches I went to and they all had really well walked paths so it's like you can't get lost you just follow the path and I said to one of the local guys I oh, so could I walk to Hadrin he goes oh yeah you could walk there I said oh yeah. How, yeah how long do you think it'd take He goes, oh, probably about two and a half hours and I thought oh, okay that's something I could do for one of the afternoons just go for a really long walk and and, you know, I just, I don't know, I saw it as like killing time almost, <laughs> which is a horrible thing to say, but I honestly did. It's like, I guess that's something I can do. And um, so I, you know, put my headphones in and, and had a backpack with a couple of uh, bottles of water and like really big bottles of water in there because I knew it was going to be a hot walk and then just took off and followed this path and it took me off into the jungle. And I, I was so ill-equipped because I only had a pair of flip-flops on and, um, it was really hot and sweaty and, and uh, you know, to the point where, like, they were, like, squelching around on my feet with, within the first half an hour and I was, like, trekking through this jungle and it just got denser and denser and the, the path just turned into nothing. And, um, and I remember there was at one point I was, like, I felt like I was, I was lost so I had to turn around and go back and I had to walk about 15 minutes back in the other direction to get to a point where I was familiar with to then, you know, take the other path. And uh, and when I say paths, these are like you you stop and look and go. I get it looks like someone may have walked that way. I guess that's the way I'm going to go. And every now and then you'll see a little bit of string tied to a tree and just you know give yourself a bit of you know um, you know just just to let you know that you're on the right path. But these but this jungle was dense and it was mountainous, so I was. Going up really steep hills and then, like, having to go down really steep hills and then just up and down and, and around these, like, you know, through the, all these vines and everything like that. And I got to a point where it was like, um, it was like I needed a machete to sort of chop my way through the jungle. But I, I didn't have a machete. I just sort of pushed all the vines out of the way with my, my hands. And there was a, uh, a wasp's nest in one of the vines. And the, all these wasps came out and I didn't have my T-shirt on and all that. And they just stung me all over my body and all over my face. And um, one of them stung me right on the end of my lip. And I was, I was like, I remember just like dribbling and stuff and just going, oh my God. And my lip was all swolled up. And yeah, it was like, it's just like, geez, what have I done? You know, and really early in there as well, I had to take my headphones out because it was like um, really eerie. and uh, And also I thought that I, I was lost all the time I kept thinking geez I think I'm lost and then you know 10 15 minutes will pass and then I'll see a little bit of string on a tree and just go Phew, all right I'm back on track <laughs> and um, and just hearing all the um, the animals and stuff in the jungle and if I was with someone else I think I would have been fine like I would have been like oh no we'll be all right you know a bit of camaraderie and you know we just keep going forward we'll get there but I had to I I just had me and my thoughts.
1: Mm. I was going to say, like, that would have been really confronting because, again, you didn't have any distractions. You were there surrounded by nature, yeah. the sounds of nature and your thoughts mm. and probably the emotions of kind of being like, oh, there's some string. I'm on path. and But then, like, getting stung by wasps. And it's like, oh, God. You know, like, fear mixed with kind of a little bit of terror and mixed with probably, no, I'm okay. and Yeah. yeah I'm sure it was probably quite... Crazy to then witness all of that going through your body. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. And then um, and then I was I was really worried about snakes. Well, I actually, you know, it, it, I wasn't worried so much at the time because I was, but I, I was thinking, gee, I hope there's no snakes in here, which I knew there would be because we're in the jungle <laughs> in Thailand. There's mm. snakes everywhere. And then um, I got to this one part where there was um a, a clearing with like waist high uh, grass, and the only way to to get to where I needed to go was I had to tr- get through that grass, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I just did my my flip flops and just just powered through, just ran and just like stomped as hard as I can because I was always taught to stomp around snakes and they go the other direction. And yeah, and I got through there, and it wasn't it wasn't a massive clearing like it was probably only like 50 meters or something like that. I don't know. And um, yeah, but that sort of freaked me out a bit as well. <laughs> so I got through there, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm gonna get start getting closer. And then after a while I saw more strings tied on trees and then I started seeing a little bit of rubbish and I was like, oh my God, I'm getting there. And by this stage I'd been on my own in the jungle for over three hours and I'd run out of water as well. And I was getting really dehydrated and my head was starting to pound with a really bad headache. And um, I was absolutely drenched in sweat. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, I got out the other end and. Got to the ocean and got to this um, this town and just jumped in the water and then went aboard a big bottle of water and sat on the beach just thinking, oh my god, I got through that. And um, you know, did what I went to the town to do: got my hair cut, went to the <laughs> bank, <laughs> grabbed a beer, you know, and then caught just caught a boat back to the, back to where we were staying. But while while I was on that boat, I was sort of looking at the jungle to see exactly where I'd been walking and that, and I was just like, oh my god, that is dense. And that's a really long way to be walking. And then I was like, no wonder it was so hard. Mm. Um, and then I got back to where we were staying and I was really happy to be back and I didn't want to go anywhere. I was just like, no, nope, I'm happy just to chill out here. <laughs> and, um,
1: yeah. Can I ask you a question? So like now reflecting on that experience, like, would you, if you'd known what you know now, would you have done that walk?
0: I don't know Um, if someone gave me assurance that I was going to get to the other side and everything was Mm. going to be all right I'd do it but at the time you just don't know like Mm -hmm. I remember even asking people who like Westerners who were living where we were staying and they said oh I can't believe you you walk there you're not meant to do that like people have been lost in there for days and I was like yeah I can see how that could happen. Mm-hmm. and then um and they said oh who who told you that it was all right to do that and I said oh that guy over there and they said yeah he lives here and he's lived here his whole life like for him it's it's, yeah. it's this is his area you know he knows where he's going and stuff and I was like oh he, <laughs> he didn't give me any warning but um but yeah like I, I guess I know it's hard to say those things because mm. like I always find when we go traveling and and It's like those extreme experiences that happen to you are the things that end up, are the stories you tell. You don't tell those, like, really good times where everything was easy and it was just where you're kicking back on in this tropical paradise. Like, I don't know. But don't
1: you also find that those points in time where you're the most tested, you know, like, fear, you're confronting the biggest fears, um, and, you know, you're having to find almost, like, an inner resilience and an inner strength they're the moments where you probably grow the most too yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah, yeah. but um but anyway like the mm. the reason I'm telling this story is because you know I've been working really really hard like for all, all my life really like I've every job I've had's been quite challenging and and you know high demand on you know time management and all that type of stuff as well and so I've you know I guess I've just worked from this place of adrenaline for my whole life, you know. And then just getting back to that village, uh, to that another village, that, like the place we're staying. And man, I kicked back for the next like week and a half and was just loving it, like absolutely loving it and just not doing anything, like doing a bit of drawing. And like I'd watch some um, art documentaries on, on the iPad. And uh, yeah, it was just... I was educating myself on art like that and I don't know, just just having a really good time. You like
1: let let go of resistance of being there, didn't you? You Like literally, you were fighting it. You were fighting being in this place where you were perceiving it to be um, really boring and there was nothing to do. You almost had to go into the middle of the wilderness to be tested (laughs) emotionally, physically and all of that to then return back from that journey And from a place of like, you've let go of some shit in the, in the forest and, or in the jungle. And, um, and then you were just kind of like accepting and just like surrendering in that place. It was pretty cool to see you properly start to relax.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like the reason I'm on the podcast talking about it is because I've tried, tried to hold on. Well, I haven't tried. I've been trying to take that, that word out of my, um, vocab, Mm. (laughs) But um, I wanted to hold on to that, that feeling and I was really um, worried that by the time I got back into the studio that I'd, I'd just get back into my old ways, like straight away. So the first week I arrived back and I said, oh, look, we've been gone for two months. What's one more week going to change? You know, I'm going to go to the studio. I've got no jobs lined up and I know I need to get some work because, you know, mortgage needs to be paid and all, all the other stuff. But, um, but well, like, you know, I know stressing about it's not going to, not going to help the situation. So I thought, all right, I'm just going to sort of, you know, bring ease, grace and flow into it and just sort of go with the flow and see if I can, you know, hold onto that chilled out sort of, um, vibe that I had. And then, so then the first week in the studio, I thought, ah, I'm just going to, the first day I was just like tidied the studio all day. And then the second day I started doing some paintings and they were coming out really well, and I was like, "Oh wow! Like I'm liking painting from just being relaxed and, and not having to paint for any exhibitions or anything like that. Just painting whatever the hell I feel like painting, and doesn't have to work as a set or anything. It's just it's just Some for joy. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, um and then suddenly all these emails started coming in, and all the uh and the the phone started ringing with all these opportunities. And it's like, oh cool! I'm not even like chasing this stuff. It's just it's just coming to me. And also I felt that um, like my time management was just like really working. Oh, I wasn't running. I wasn't on a treadmill like going, trying to get from here to there to do this, that, that, you know, like this panic sort of strict, uh, stricken way that I've gone about everything for my whole life. I was, I was just like going, oh, you know, if someone, if I get the red light or if someone slows in front of me, like that's just the way it's meant to be and mm-hmm. so be it. And everywhere I was... I was going. I was getting there early, and I was looking at my watch. And time was actually going a lot slower, and there was a lot more time for me to do things. And um, and you know, then like a project will come up, and I'll do that project, and then I'll just get back into the studio, and and I just buy myself a whole bunch of art supplies, and go. I'm just going to paint and paint for the 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 love of it, and just all these like good paintings have been coming out of me. And I don't know. I've just been trying to hold on to this like chilled out. State and um, and that's the whole reason I'm, I'm talking to you uh today is just I don't know, just seeing if you can find that and, and bring that into your art because um, like I don't know I've, it's it's hard, it's easier said than done because I keep like sort of slipping out and then going, you know, getting this rushed feeling of like i got to go here, got to go there, I'm meant to be somewhere, and then sort of stopping myself and going, hey, yeah, 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 you know, that's not going to get you there any quicker, you know, just just relax. And then, um, you know, just reminding myself that, that that feeling that I had from, you know, after the jungle and everything. And, uh, yeah, I've just been loving it. I've just been loving life. And it's 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 been over a month now and I'm still holding on to it. And, uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of good work done and lots of opportunities have been coming my way. And, you know, I haven't been stressing about cash and, or you know, workload and timings of everything. Mm. and
1: yeah. yeah, you've kind of like what I can um, notice is that before we went away, you were kind of almost like on this, not the treadmill. Like you were just you were just going at a million miles an hour, and you had so much to do. And but there was an underlying kind of feeling of tension behind you, of just kind of like almost like um, I've just got to get it all done, or you don't understand. Kind of like this kind of tension energy. Mm. To then when you when since you've been back. You know, having experiences you had, you've kind of brought this element of calm and ease to everything that you're approaching in work and outside of work and not worrying about things not getting done and not worrying about the timings of things and almost like trusting that everything's taken care of. And like from having that feeling and that vibe, then things have actually been flowing much more easily and smoothly and money's been coming to you effortlessly. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and even just um, creative ideas and stuff like that. Like just the last few weeks, I've been, um, I've been carrying around a little notepad with me. And, uh, and I've never done that before. And I've always, um, you know, I've tried ones, like, like apps on my phone and all that, where you, you know, you like notes, noting apps, I guess. And I don't know, just, they just haven't really worked for me. But now I've been carrying around these little books that are the same size as my sketchbooks, but they're a different color. You know, like I draw in the red ones and I write in the blue ones. And I carry them around with me. And whenever a thought comes into my mind, like got to do this or got to do that or don't forget about this or that, I'll, I'll um, write it in that book and I'll cross it off when I get it done. But also I'll have ideas for paintings as well. And I'll quickly draw a little thumbnail of that painting. And then, um, and then when I'm in the studio and like, say I need to do some computer work, I'll open my laptop and I'll be like, all right, so let's grab the book and have a look through. So I'm not carrying so much stuff in my head all the time. And these like massive to-do lists and, um, and I find I've always been like, I'd, I'd carry like, say it'd be Monday and there's jobs that need to be done all through the week, all the way up to Friday. I'll be stressed out on a Monday going with a whole week's worth of to-do lists in, in my head and, and feeling that all has to be, all has to happen on Monday and mm. it's not actually the case. And so just through having like this, uh, pen and paper, I carry pen and paper with me anyway for drawing and, um. You know, just being able to like write all these thoughts and ideas out of my head, it just means I'm not carrying around so much crap all the time. You know, Mm. and when it's it's time to do things, that's when I like look at them and assess it, and I'm not trying to rack my brain going, "What was that thing I thought of?"
1: You've got it out of your head and onto the paper, and then you can trust that it's all taken care of.
0: Yeah, I know it sounds like basic stuff. You know, it's like Mm. oh, people be like, "Oh yeah, of course, yeah, write a note and all that sort of stuff." But if you actually like. A, like work out a process that works for you, mm. and for me, like I've got like my like even in my my pads, like the the right hand side is all a to do list, and the left hand side is all art ideas, mm. and that works for me because that's not all mixed up. It's like oh, you know, you've got to go to the post office, like and then right next right under that is like the painting idea. It doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You found like an organisational kind of way of getting your thoughts onto paper absolutely um, they're not swirling around your mind occupying it and kind of stressing out
0: exactly yeah exactly cool yeah just to summarize on this podcast so um i guess my biggest learning is if you can come from a place of just chilling out and approach your life a bit more chilled out and just trust that everything is happening the way it's meant to happen um i don't know i find life's a lot easier uh creativity flows through you at a you know much easier and no I, I just feel it's a really good way to approach your life. Um, What do you think, Claire?
1: Yeah, totally. I I completely agree with you. I think it's something that, you know, so many of us, um, you know, do find difficult. And, uh, you know, a lot of the women that I work with, they're, you know, busy going and doing and serving and, you know, trying to do all of the things because that's what society has told us. It leads to a successful and a great life. um, but the reality is that it can come at a cost to our health and our well-being and it's almost counterintuitive but the more we do slow down and the more that we come from a calmer more relaxed trusting space the more we actually can move through life from a place of ease And, um, and like, as Tom said, you know, creativity flows much more because we're not in a stressed out nervous system state. There's the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. And if we're go, 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 we're in this. Um, heightened state that leads to tension and if we relax from that then we're in a much more flowing creative and less stressful place for our entire body so I completely um, agree with what Tom's saying and it's quite a beautiful thing if we can kind of lean into that so much more
0: Mm. thanks so um, Claire specializes in this type of thing so if uh, any of you out there want to reach out to her um, so where can people find you?
1: Yeah so I've got a website um so claire so with an i and e hyphen bradshaw.com and um, I also have a podcast called becoming whole and Tom and I just recorded a podcast um episode together with a slightly different angle but um talking about a similar type of topic um, and I've also got some workshops uh, coming up in Melbourne um, over the next few months. Um, the first one is on the 10th of November and it's a four part workshop series all about slowing down, calming the nervous system, and um, really looking, taking good care of yourself because I see so many people who are really neither happy, they're exhausted, or they're um, starting to feel that their body is really, um, you know, not in a happy place. And so I think, I feel very strongly that it's time for us to take our own power back, take our health into our own hands. So if you're interested in um, joining me for any of those workshops, you can also find the details on my website.
0: Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. It's been good.
1: No worries. Great to be here.
0: Okay. (laughs) Bye.